0: We are on episode 16 and talking about ATO's and reducing the daily maintenance safely. So episode 16 of the 52 weeks was all about ATO's and uh, we have, I, I don't, I would imagine that not a lot has changed here. We've just gotten smarter about a few things.
1: A couple of, of, of things have changed, I think, about yeah. ATO since we talked about it, but uh is a pretty robust area. It's a like, very robust there's a couple area. of tips in here. If you listen to it, you'd say, oh yeah, I couldn't ah, even uh, think about that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, core belief here is uh, core belief in terms of auto top offs is this guides all <laughs> of us in all the decisions that we'll make <laughs> is water level valves and sensors have a high failure rate in salt water? Mm-hmm. The best ATOs will embrace that, right? <laughs> uh, and so that it's just true. Water level valves and sensors have a high failure rate in saltwater, specifically high organic saltwater. Yeah. So, uh, all right, what do we believe most then? Uh, first
0: thing that we believe matters most in terms of ATOs, ATO eliminates one of the biggest tasks. One area where one of the most expensive is actually the most popular when it comes to like buying an ATO. This is one of those uh, areas where uh, one of the most expensive options is the most popular, and the reason, and there's probably a reason for it because it has a long history of being trustworthy.
1: Yeah. So ATO being like I used to walk up there and Stop. pour fresh water in the it's top a, of the tank.
0: It's a remnant of the fr- uh, freshwater community because I remember that worrying about the evaporation was just nothing. The only thing that I was worried about is in freshwater evaporation. Was that nasty scum line at the top, and I'm like, I want to get rid of that. I mean, top off the water.
1: Well, there's two differences here now. That between freshwater, yeah. freshwater there isn't as much flow, so the evaporation is much slower. Yeah. yeah. Two in salt water, freshwater. If you evaporate, the only thing that really changes is the water level went down. In not salt the chem- water, everything. Chemistry. All the chemistry is getting more potent. <sighs> the salt isn't going anywhere. Yep. And the water is going. Neither somewhere. is the calcium. Getting more the and humidity. more concentrated. Yeah. yeah. All of everything. So, bad okay. news. Uh, but also, not the kind of thing that everybody wants to do is go top it off every single day. Because many mm-hmm. tanks, because we burn through so much more water, you may need a gallon of water every day. Uh, and so, auto top off solves that. And, end of story, Tune's Awesome Later uh, is so, the one that everyone uses. It's uh, the. The one that if you want one that doesn't flood your floor, isn't gonna. It's gonna protect your tank, your house, all of it. Lasts. Yeah. Uh, it is the most trusted, longest used one. I, I'd say you know it's a tough jump uh, after that. If I had to, to jump after so that, like
0: a second. Yeah. It would
1: probably be. Uh, it isn't. Hasn't been as round as as long, but it'd probably be the Neptune ATK just because it has a incorporated float valve in it, which isn't as susceptible uh, to uh, many things as the float switches and opticals. Yeah. It has the a, timer issue. It even has like, you can plug in the leak sensors into it. So you're not, it's like, you know, optical, optical float uh, <laughs> timers and Leaks then backed up. It. Even if yeah, it did, it then all yeah. of a sudden there's a uh, leak sensors, level sensors you can plug into it, uh, even higher. <laughs> so like, and then also you get the audible alarms with it. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if it failed, I'm going to get an email that says, go save me. Yeah. You don't get that. So uh, the only reason I would put the osmulator awesome over the ATK in that case would be just because I- it, have
0: It's got such a long trusted history.
1: Okay, I early on I had three different eight or uh, out of top offs fail me, flooded my floor, mm-hmm. messed up my tank. I switched the osmulator, awesome and now I've got you know 17 years and 8 million tanks and i've never had an oscillator pause on the on uh in on position flooding the tank the opticals will get dirty and and fail off sometimes but that's, that's a, not every my case. biggest yeah. concern I mm-hmm. uh, and so just based on experience alone like i And we use them here every, and no tank would ever consider anything else. I think
0: there's uh, more osmolators on tanks here than any other thing. Like 90 to 95% of tanks running in this building have an osmolator on it. I mean, I wouldn't choose anything else for my own tank. And when I set up my mom's tank, osmolator, best. Yeah. Yeah, you best be sure.
1: Uh,
0: Next thing that matters most is kind of funny is (laughs) don't use the latest tech, no matter how sexy it is.
1: You're dealing with water, man. It's gonna flood on your floor Ugh. and all this stuff. And like, I've seen them. Everybody comes out. The next one is, you know, cheaper. It's Four, better. It's five, faster. Six whatever. redundancies. 18 yeah. million sensors on it. You know, like I, I, just, I, I don't know. I. Oh, here's the piece: is if it's significantly cheaper and you want to save some money, then so be it. I understand mm. that one. If it's in the same price range as the Oz simulator uh i don't understand i'd recommend i don't know escalated. why you would use something that is uh, less proven I, I i don't get it <laughs> at, at all all right uh next one here is the float valve valve meaning not a switch but a valve like your little toilet valve yep uh, are the best redundancy and put it well above the water line meaning i don't want the float valve to be the primary which is uh, telling me the water line because salt creep can actually build up Mm. in the little seal like where the rubber is and then prevent it from sealing. Uh, And I don't want it to to be the primary for that reason. So what I'll do is I'll drill a hole and put it a few inches above the water line. So the sensors, the float switch or the optical sensors are adjusting. But if for whatever reason those things were to fail and water level would go up, it would hit the float and it would just shut off the water supply. Uh, you, we have drill bits. You can drill a hole right through your glass and your mm. glass sump. We have uh, uh, any old drill bit probably can get through uh, your acrylic sump. Good old uh, stepper, yeah. Uh, to be able to uh, put in a float, it's like a half inch, I think, uh hole that you're gonna drill just to put in the float valve. I, I don't... I. I think There's, everyone should do this. It's it, like a thirteen dollar thing, and especially if you're going to use a cheaper uh, uh, float or uh, ATO, yeah, it is a really easy, you know, ten dollars or so solution. If you're thinking
0: of running the ATOs kind of the way we do around here with uh, ATO box uh, sensors, uh, ATO box filled with uh, connected to your RODI unit, and then uh, the RO the ATO box feeding the tank. Uh, on the 160 we have the we actually have the uh, RODI unit connected directly to the tank
1: uh, with layers of redundancy all the way there. and the last layer being that float valve. All right, uh, next thing we believe most is an auto top off should hold about a week's worth of water but not overflow the tank. So like I would get the biggest auto top off I could get without overflowing the tank. So if it mm. failed and emptied all of the fresh water in there for some reason, it would stay inside of the sump.
0: It's Pretty easy to calculate uh, or get an idea of how much water your tank's evaporating, and it will change based on your ambient temperature, season that uh, whatever season it is, you know, humidity. drifts, uh, you know, yeah, all kinds of you know, those things will change. But uh, but I can like fill up a five gallon or a bucket or a one gallon jug with my put my ATO in there and be like, all right, well, how long is it? Oh, it's empty by the end of the day, that's a gallon, that's a gallon a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, a week's worth would be a seven gallon ATO or a yeah. five gallon ATO. Two with a
1: five gallon bucket, how many days. Uh, I would say the reason I only say about a week is because I'd like to do a little bit of maintenance every week. Mm. So in the weekend I'll find a chunk of time to be able to do some maintenance uh, and then filling the auto top off once a week is no big deal. But Doing it
0: every day sucks. And the second part of that was uh, not enough to overflow the tank. Meaning if for some reason your ATO were to get stuck on there's not enough water in there that would overfill your tank to the point where it starts overfilling onto the floor.
1: Yeah, and if you added 10 gallons of uh, fresh water to your 100-gallon tank because the ATO failed, uh, is that good for the tank? No, but yeah, it's only a 10% reduction, so your alkalinity just fell from you know eight to you know seven point two. Yeah, it's gonna survive that. You know, <laughs> uh, so you can fix that. So I, I wouldn't get too hung up on what the freshwater is gonna do to the tank unless it's total catastrophe, like you hooked it up to a fifty gallon drum and that whole thing went in. Well, then you're probably dead. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, a Brackish. week seems about the right time. But you can also do more with the right amount of redundancy.
0: Yeah. So we believe matters most is the ATO box can hold more water capacity than a week with redundancy. That's the, that's the I've got my uh, flow lock on my RODI line that feeds my ATO box that has a float valve in it that has a leak sensors all around it connected to a solenoid that will shut the water flow off. And um, all these different types of sensors that you can put in there, uh, even like optical sensors just inside the ATO reservoir where I have a high sensor and a low sensor and I know when the water is too high for me, and I know when it hits the bottom. Uh, even just being aware of that when you're not around.
1: So, Randy might have just lost you with all the sensors here. There's a lot <laughs> of redundancy. When you're talking about redundancy, it's going to be solenoids, it's going to be a million things, right? Yeah. Uh, I will tell you, this is just me. But if I had the space, I would, if I had an oscillator and I incorporated the float valve into the sump. I'd plug it into a 50 gallon drum, no problem. Mm. The chances of the oscillator it's been working for me uh, on dozens and dozens and dozens of tanks for a decade plus. And then if it were to fail, also the float valve would catch it. Good, I'm good. If all that stuff fails, I wasn't meant to have this tank, (laughs) you know? So, uh, but you can also go past that. You could put a backup of a solenoid on Mm. there or like a, a solenoid from like your apex, they have little quarter inch solenoids. Yep. You could put a float valve or a water sensor or uh, a uh, optical sensor yep. on there. The flow lock thing he's talking about is like, it's like basically a, an RO fitting with a little cotton wad in there. And if it detects water, the cotton water like wicks it up And then pushes the valve open. Closes it. Yeah. So like a really manual, cheap solution. Another one is just even the audible alarm from the watchdog. You know, a $12 thing you can get Home Depot or from here. Just, hey, dude, I failed. Uh, (laughs) Water's going over. But really, a really good auto top off and the float valve. I'm comfortable that that's enough redundancy for a pretty Mm -hmm. big uh, uh, body of water.
0: Next one. Oh what well, we believe matters most. Uh, you can hook an RO system up to the tank, despite popular belief and what you know, I was told. You don't hook your RO system straight to the tank uh, with the float valve because you're just asking for failure. But you can with enough redundancies in place. It's
1: tempting, man. Uh, you know, and like, here's the nature of it: is you're plugging in with an RO system going to your tank. Mm-hmm. You're plugging in a basically never-ending water supply to the tank. If it fails, it's gonna fail catastrophically. Poor, 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 poor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, is it a terrible idea? I don't know. But, God, is it convenient? You know, <laughs> I mean, like you'll never, ever, ever fill up your auto top off again. You'll never carry another bucket of water again in your life if you hook up your RO system directly to the tank. Uh, and there are better ways to do it than others, but you can do it. It's all so. Nights. Yeah, one definitely the flow valve is important in this case, mm-hmm. uh, but the solenoids. Yeah. So uh, think of a couple of different solenoid options. We have, uh, I think the 160
0: is tied to the tunesy sensors, but it goes to uh, is it the
1: safety switch or something that f- toggles off and on the solenoid. So with the Osmo, awesome, you can unplug the uh, the pump. Mm. It comes with a little powered pump. And you can plug in the solenoid. solenoid.
0: Yep. So now when the, instead of uh, having a pump turn on and off and pump water in, uh, it just opens and closes a valve to your direct RODI line from uh, your RODI unit. And so when the water level sensor, optical sensor says, hey, time for water, just pops open the water line, fresh RODI water from your unit gets there. And then when it hits the other sensor, shuts it down. Uh, but uh, like laden with redundancies, those flow lock things, just in case the, the solenoid failed open because it's, it will. it's powered. When it's on under power, it's powered open. So that, it, overheats. It, it can overheat and fuse together, yeah.
1: Yeah, it will definitely fail. So yeah. that's an option. Yeah. Uh, you can also do the same thing with uh, uh, an Apex and the solenoid that plugs into it as mm-hmm. well. You can use level sensors and the ATK with that as yeah. well. Uh, I, but there's a variety of ways that you can hook it up that way. Our favorite way is actually to just use a float valve uh, uh, onto an auto top off box, like a 10 gallon auto yeah. top off box uh, and have that thing always full just from you know opening and closing. Uh, and then in that case, off of that have the osmoliter in there and the float valve in the tank. And the reality of that float valve failing catastrophically in fresh water is really, really low. Yeah, it's I,
0: clean, pure, ultra-pure RODI water. The contam there's hardly a contaminant buildup or anything else. I've
1: there. never heard of one of these float valves failing in a uh, freshwater environment. Mm. It's kind of like your toilet, it's pretty rare. Uh, can it happen? It, sure. And there's um, a, really,
0: for some people there's a concern that people are, might ask themselves, well, what about uh, um, what about uh, uh, leaching or the, what are the, uh, the term is, is, is leaking my mind. Letting the ATO box go all oh, the way down. TDS creep? Yeah, TDS creep. How do you avoid TDS creep? Because as soon as you turn your RO on, meaning that slightest little downturn in my uh, float valve means uh, it's calling for water from my RODI unit, which uh, could be TDS, uh, a high amount of TDS in there. Uh, you can use like a Tune's uh, what is it? Water, the controller. water controller, has two floats float valves so, or float sensors. So when your ATO container gets down to the bottom one, then it opens up the solenoid to fill up your, RO, your ATO reservoir rather than only going a little bit and then filling back up. Only going a little bit and filling it back up. You can actually use the whole container at once. So it fills the whole container at once.
1: Not sure how much that water controller is, but it's over a hundred bucks. Yeah. So for the average person, the TDS, just burning through more resin is probably cheaper. <laughs> uh, but like if you have a 500 TDS water and then that initial purge every time is a 60, 70 or 100 TDS coming through, you're burning through resin like nobody's business. And so having that uh, ability to, you know, let it drain all the way out and fill it up probably having some of the auto flush features and a booster pump and stuff would help as well. But yeah, uh, that is the way that we would hook up an RO system directly to the tank. If you do that, you'll never, ever, ever carry another bucket of fresh water again. It's really nice. Uh, And you know, less maintenance means that you can actually maintain the things that are most important. Uh, Next one.
0: Uh, Sensors need to be cleaned. Waiting for failure is a low percentage.
1: Optical sensor—if it's dirty, doesn't work.
0: And you should, uh, should probably bathe these in citric acid uh, monthly or at least quarterly.
1: I find just even a rag, man—it's like just mm. cleaning the algae and gunk and stuff off of it. A- anything, well, because uh, they're usually in the dark, so they're not getting yeah. like a lot of anything super crusty or anything on them. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, alternative, though, is the float switches generally get salt creep.
0: Those are, those are the quickest to fail because they got stuck and they were dirty.
1: So in that spirit, uh, what we believe matters most is floats usually get dirty and fail off. Basically what it's doing is it's like a little cone and it shoots like a light beam down and it hits the angle, comes back over and comes back up. If the water isn't there, it doesn't happen. Optical, uh, Yeah. Yeah, so if you submerge the optical, it's like a little cone, beam comes down, bounces over, goes back up. As long as it sees that, when it's uh, submerged in water, it will continue to work. If it's not submerging water, the beam actually passes through. Mm-hmm. So when it's dirty, it also does the same thing when it's basically not submerging water.
0: Basically, fails off. The so opposite of that is the off. floats. Floats fail on and off. So like I could have, my float could be normally open, normally closed, up or down, or what have you. But uh, salt creep builds up if my float switches down in the bottom. Salt creep builds up on the top. Can't go back up. Uh, vice versa, it could be up here, and it gets dirty and uh, and whatnot underneath. So when it tries to go down, it gets stuck, or snail, wandering snail, or what have you. But they can fail both on and off.
1: Moving parts and salt creep are a bad mix. Always, uh, and that's why often with uh, like the oscillator you'll see that the float is the secondary, and it's above the water level. Mm-hmm. It's not sitting there submerged. And actually there is a, uh, they usually give you a second set of magnets and you're gonna actually move the float much higher Anywhere if you, you want to. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, optical fail—optical uh, sensors usually fail off, which is less of a concern. Uh, floats actually can fail Both. on and dump water in. <laughs> uh, off, I will say the, the number one concern with failing off is related to your sump design. If your sump only ho- houses uh, the return pump area, only has a gallon of water and you evaporate a gallon of water a day,
0: first thing that is
1: where it's gonna empty first, is where the return pump is pumping water out and then the pumps are gonna start to run dry in as little as a day. So that is probably the biggest concern. Uh, I will also tell you that I've had mixed results with other technologies being, some of them operate on temperature, some of them operate on- connectivity. Con- Hydor had one uh, on conductivity. I never used it, but the reviews were pretty poor on it. Uh, Like salt also, no matter what it is, tends to corrode almost anything it touches, even the best. Even
0: if it's titanium.
1: Specifically, if it's kind of submerged to water and exposed to a lot of oxygen, it just oxidizes so much faster. I'm trying to think of another one that was conductivity. Uh, did Innovator Innov- 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 Marine,
0: Marine had one? Yeah. There was I don't know. Does that one still exists? Two little prongs? I, it might, actually. It, might, uh, it actually read the it.
1: reviews for sure. The one that was based on temperature, I had, some of you will remember this one. I don't know if it still exists even, is the Elos one. Mm. So Elos had a really sexy one, which is the only thing that went in your t- tank was this tiny little, like, uh, like, basically like a Pro two watt or heater something? or something, oh. right? Like There's a couple watt heater that went in the tank and basically if it was submerged, it wouldn't heat up. If uh, it wasn't submerged, then overheat. it would heat up and it, it would trigger the auto top up. Okay, so I will tell you, I actually had pretty good results with that thing and I liked it, hmm. uh, but the overall from the community was it sucked.
0: <laughs> Sounds like it would fail on more than anything else. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't, it worked for me huh. and it was like i don't know it for uh, if you needed a, a low profile one like in a, like an all-in-one or i don't know mm. it was either it was like i'd be curious if it still even exists because ellos just isn't as widely distributed as it, was, it once <laughs> was uh but uh there are other technologies out there than just optical and float sensor sensors but goes back
0: up to one of the most popular, is uh, also the most expensive, most trusted over years.
1: Yep, and don't use the latest tech, I don't care how sexy. (laughs) Uh, uh, Unless you wanna be the trailblazer, so be it. Uh, What we
0: believe matters most is that you can hide your ATO next to the tank. Mm -hmm. Uh, I adopted a piece of uh, furniture from a, I picked up a 40 breeder on Craigslist, some guy was shutting it down. Uh, He he had made his own acrylic box inside a little uh, stool that was like leather top type stool. Looked like a piece of furniture you can actually sit on it and take your shoes off and turn them on or or put them on or what have you. Uh, But inside was the ATO Reservoir. Mm -hmm. Easy peasy.
1: So uh, yeah, I mean you can put all kinds of things that you would take. So go to like a Home Goods or uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. A little
0: hamper, a little table.
1: Uh, Like a chest, you know, so you get like a chest and then inside there, you can put a box to hold all your water. You could probably put your test kits and stuff in there, too. And throw a, a little decorative rug over the top to make your spouse happy. And it will just look like a piece of furniture in the room and not an <laughs> auto-top-off box.
0: So unlike, you, Or you could do it like me uh, in my, my old house and just put a brute trash can in the hallway. That <laughs> was really ugly and okay, such nice. Okay, For an an a eyesore. long time, I had just a, a 5 gallon <laughs> bucket sitting next to uh, the tank, which ugh. is like,
1: I, mean, I built this thing to be beautiful. I bought a beautiful stand, a yeah. beautiful tank. I mean, I've got Five gallon buckets. buckets sitting next to it, <laughs> uh, and and like for fifty bucks, I could go to the home goods and find, you know, either a footstool or something like that to, to be able uh, to
0: with storage. Uh,
1: I, I don't. This is one of those things where like I feel like there's a missed opportunity for somebody to make these things. Like, who's somebody's good with acrylic? Go to home goods and like create- auto (laughs) fitting. Autotopoffootstool.com, you know, and uh, you could create things. I think a lot of people would buy a little piece of furniture that can go next to the tank and store all that
0: water. Yeah, you don't even need acrylic. Just think of anything that will hold water, uh, a week's worth of water, regardless of shape, size, or what have you, and find a container that, or find something that it can fit in that doesn't look like it's just a container sitting next to your tank.
1: Yeah, anything that can fit in there, Hmm. absolutely. all right, another thing you can do with the auto top-offs is you may not understand, like if you wanna get a week, but your container isn't big enough, is you can change the evaporation with a lid, flow, or fan. Uh, They'll all impact these things. So uh, most of the evaporation comes from, you know, new air interacting with the surface of the water. Mm-hmm. So if you put a lid on the tank, uh, that will block some light for sure, and probably more than you think. Uh, but if you're like at a fish only, you may not care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what it will do is prevent all that evaporation. So, like, I think of the old like JBJ uh, like cube tanks. Oh, the bio cubes. Bio cubes, mm-hmm. right? Those things that had like a kind of almost a sealed lid on it
0: hardly would evaporate.
1: Dude, I could put like a cup of water a week in there. <laughs> you know, so great for uh, like a like a low maintenance home environment mm. for an office environment. Yeah. So if you put that top on there you were not evaporating water at all,
0: right? <laughs> uh, well, I think back to my 125 and the, going from a 40 breeder that didn't evaporate as much like, in volume wise, uh, to when I went to my 125 and realizing just how much an open top, open sump with a display sump on the backside actually evaporated by following the mold and the water growth in my windows when it was winter time and cold outside, mm-hmm. uh, I would, not not just to help you save on how much water you have to store in your ATO, uh, but slow evaporation if you know, some of those uh, humidity problems are your problem.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so next one here is RODI as a source of fresh water is the only thing that won't build up contaminants over time. And I, I doubt most people have thought of this, like most people are like almost everybody that's serious about this is using RODI water, right? But uh, this is a good feel good point on this then for the right, making the right decision here because you don't really know what's in your tap water. And it's one thing to make up some salt water, you know, like with some tap water is dechlorinated or Mm -hmm. whatever. Uh, It's only whatever's in there today. However, when you are replacing uh, the evaporated water, you know, remember we said earlier, like when the water evaporates, the salt doesn't go anywhere. It, it just gets like more concentrated. Yeah. Uh, the water is the thing that's leaving. Same thing with whatever's coming out of your tap water. So if I got copper in my tap water, if I've got silicates in my tap water, if I've got, uh, uh, you know, any number of negative things, uh, iron and stuff in there, if I got all that stuff in my tap water, I'm adding it to replace the evaporation every day. So every day I'm adding another gallon worth of that stuff in the water, 365 days a year. Yeah, This is up. building up every single day. So it's not, not that, you know, I put some tap water in there today and it wasn't toxic. Now we're talking about the buildup of 365 days times every single year after that. And so that is why we use RODI water for tap off. Is because it's the only thing that won't add anything to the water other than water. It's, just it's the water oil. that's leaving. We're replacing the water. We're not adding more elements.
0: Ultra pure water.
1: Yeah, mm. that is uh, the best reason as to that. So there are some hard lessons here. Uh, the first one.
0: hard lesson with ATO redundancy and daily maintenance and uh, daily maintenance safely. Uh, calk in the ATO is the biggest risk, and uh, we've. We started started doing this Master of the Apex series where we were talking about how to implement you know calc washer uh, smartly and safely, and uh, that was the 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 eye opening aha moment where I will not go back to dosing calc out of an ATO again if I wanted to use uh, calc. Uh, one I do I, I've done calc washer before and uh, and. Um, increase its in saturation with a little bit of vodka and that big 25 gallon brute trash can. And then that 25 gallon brute trash can would feed my, or would ATO my, uh, top off my tank for like um, almost a month. Uh, but I had to replace my Tunes Osmolator pump twice cause it failed, cause it was in that corrosive Kalkwasser washer environment. Uh, and there were times where the, my little, my little egg crate solution to keep uh, the pump off of the slurry Oh well, that little zip tie to hold the pump on didn't actually hold. And then Mm -hmm. off with the pump would go into the slurry down at the bottom. And now I'm dosing just straight Kalkwasser paste slurry into my tank.
1: Just so many ways for this to go wrong. And it's tempting because it's really easy to manage. It's the only thing is to get like calc in your auto top off is gonna manage calcium, alkalinity, pH, uh, and salinity. All, all and naturally
0: off. too, because it evaporates yeah. and it fills itself back up. Yeah, super tempting. Mm. There's
1: just so many things that can go wrong with it. So if I were to do that, I would definitely put the whole thing on a pH controller, uh, but I would actually, instead of, monitored to the pH controller? What I'd probably do is just buy a dosing pump and dose the calc slurry instead. Yeah, gives, not slurry. I yeah. t- dose the saturated calc. Yeah, instead. get
0: yourself a reservoir like an ATO reservoir, but not, uh, not in any way related to your ATO. And then put a dosing pump on that calc reservoir and just dose uh, daily mm-hmm. in- instead of tying it to your ATO.
1: Okay. Uh, uh, we mentioned this a little bit earlier, but hard lesson. Solenoids will fail not if but when, and by that I mean most of them will fail within 12 months. Yeah, yeah they, they're just not designed to last a long time, especially when most of the time their powered function is open. So, yeah, that's if, the big one. If it was normally closed uh, or normally open and it just required power to, to close. Well, they'll probably long, last a lot longer. It, it depends on the uh, the function for the solenoid. Right, right, right. Uh, but if it's on, powered most of the time, uh, it's going to wear out. I, I just would never trust a solenoid to last more than 12 months, which puts it in I mean, that category of...
0: Like heater category, replace it. Re- replace it. Yeah.
1: Uh, or... Man, your redundancy better be good because you need to count on this thing failing. (laughs) It's not or, it has to be both. It will, yeah, it will fail. Your redundancy has to be, your redundancy game, if you're relying on a solenoid, has to be really good because you have to 100% count on that thing failing. If that's your only thing, if a, a solenoid function is the only thing between dead tank and live tank, it's already a dead tank, it just hasn't happened yet.
0: This is why we manage it and mitigate that risk by putting the, instead of running the, RO, uh, the RODI system straight to the tank, we run the RODI system to a 10 or five or 10 gallon reservoir. So if and when that solenoid gets stuck and or powers on or fails on, uh, it go. the only thing it's going to do is fill up that ATO reservoir to the point where the float valve, the other redundancy goes like this and closes, and that's as far as the water is gonna go.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, another one here is uh, this one's really important how secure the sensors are attached matters because uh, if you have the sensors just uh, willy nilly in there like I think of uh, it's that little teeny one that plays the song uh, oh, there's an ATO that? that has like a it's a little teeny, teeny guy, and it has a little magnetic uh, optical on the other side. Duetto or uh, Aqua, I forget which one that one is. I forget, but uh, it's, the problem with it, yeah, that's said it right there, that Duetto, yeah. yeah. So the problem with it isn't the fact that it doesn't work, it's the fact that like, it's just barely magnetically coupled <laughs> through the glass, yeah. and it, the tiniest little bump, the thing falls off, stops functioning. Another
0: one I'd be, uh, I'd be worried about too are those, uh, are those sensors that um, sense through the glass water level through one the glass a, yeah, yeah same same thing. Uh, and uh, probably another reason why you know the Tunes oscillators track record is so is so well known is because if you've ever taken and tried to take apart those Tunes uh, magnets sure. when they get together, I mean you're talking like all of your arm strength, even like putting it on the side of a table to try to help force and dislodge it off so a strong magnet.
1: So uh, just think about it. However your float sensor is attached, uh, if you think that it looks like it's loose and it could fail, it will. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet.
0: We learned the hard lesson of how unplugging is a common issue. It's so. Couple things. One, that annoying sound because uh, from the tunes oscillator because my water level is too high. I just got done with a water change. I know I'm waiting for the water level to kind of readjust itself and get back, but my ATO is just screaming, screaming, screaming. All right, let me just unplug you for a couple minutes until the water level comes back, and then I'll come back and I'll plug you back in. We'll be good. Week later, dry tank i for, completely forgot to uh plug that tunes uh that, that ato
1: back in unplugging the ato is a super common issue it mostly related to those alarms and that's is. a good reason to use like you know like you said like you do a water change the chances you're going to change at the exact drop of water is pretty low yeah, yeah yeah so yeah another good reason to use the extra set of magnets they gave you to move mm-hmm. the float which is the alarm offset em. up just a little higher yeah right? give, you and, little give you a little more space give you a little prevent you from making the dumb mistake of uh, uh, unplugging it. Or
0: use feed modes, uh, and when you're doing maintenance or doing something, uh, have everything automated, so when I push a button to do some maintenance, uh, it's automatically gonna come back on, and my ATO has like a five minute delay to where uh, the water level set, it does all the uh, the work for me, I don't have to try to remember or leave my keys or, or whatever to plug it back in.
1: So there's all kinds of reasons where I'm doing you know work on the tanks, like, so if I'm floating bags uh, in the tank yeah. uh, the ATO. fish, I would normally go unplug the ATO because it's going scream at me. 100%. If I'm gonna do a water change, I'll turn the return pumps off and then it goes up in the sump and uh, unplug it. There's 50 <laughs> different reasons why I'd unplug the ATO to stop it from screaming at me. Yeah. Instead, if I use the Apex and just hit the feed mode, uh, what it will do is it'll turn it off for the next 60 minutes and then turn it back on. Yeah. Uh, that to me is the right solution. I also have used Kyle's boxes in that case like I'm going to do a water changes I'll go hit the one button uh, or the one little toggle switch and then the Apex it'll tell the Apex to turn off both return pumps turn off the both the UVs turn off uh, all of the power heads turn off the protein skimmer. When I turn the uh, thing back on, make sure to delay the protein skimmer for about 20 minutes to let the water level uh, normalize before the skimmer comes back on. We'll do all those things within a single switch.
0: Without we plugging the power.
1: It would, what would I have to have done before, man? I would, like It would have been 8 million switches. And then it allows me to like leave two of the Kessels on or something so I can still see in the tank. Mm. It, like, without, pulling cords you know, uh, so yeah uh, that is one of the biggest issues uh, with a, uh, a hard lesson of ATO is there's so many reasons to pull the cord on it don't do any of them. <laughs> uh, we also a uh,
0: hard lesson to, to take in some advice from is nano ATOs are designed for nano tanks and for me my definition of nano for me is like 40 gallons and below. Sure. Uh, but Oh, there's run times or max run times on some of these pumps. There's some ATOs that uh, come with this little, little tiny little pump right here, Well, there's no way that's keeping up with like my, my gallon and a half per day or two gallons per day on a 125. So just because uh, your ATO is cheap, it uh, doesn't mean that it's going to match your size of a, a tank. A lot of the cheaper options are for nano tanks.
1: Yeah, so like the Tunes off smaller nano is specifically designed for a smaller tank. I don't nano. remember uh, the exact gallons probably say the product description. Yeah, 50 I think somewhere. Uh, yeah, there. but like the main reason is because it will own the timer inside of it will cut off at some point in time and just manually shut it off because it knows that it's on a smaller tank. Yeah, And it also doesn't have the same optical sensors and stuff in it. It's relying on time and mechanical float switch. They are made for nano. All right, Uh, another hard lesson here is the cheap ATO does not cost less. You just think it does because you're thinking about the cost of the actual ATO. When the cheap one destroys your floors or some element of your tank, uh, and floods and causes you all your time, you will find out that the cheap one costs you more, especially when you go replace it with a more expensive one. Uh, <laughs> 100%. So yeah, don't think that the cheap one costs less because in the end, it almost certainly doesn't. There is, again, there's a, just a handful of areas uh, where the- Most one,
0: expensive is the most popular.
1: Yeah, it's because the whole community has completely adopted this as the best option. Tune's Awesome Tunes later is awesome one of them. them. All right, what's next?